street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Good morning. Hi. How was your walk? Very nice, thank you. Wonderful. Would you like to do an interview before you yeah. go off? Um, I'm not just an audio? Well, I can do audio. I can record our shadows. I've done that in the past. Okay, I like that. I like that too. <laughs> it's kind of artsy, like. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> What's your name? Luann. Oh, I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you, Anthony. Pleasure to meet you too. What I do? Uh-huh. I'm not with the trail, just so you know. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. No. You thought I was with the trail? Yes. Okay, sorry. I, I thought because you wanted to do traffic. That's what I'm I thought. I'm not. Okay. I have a hobby okay. where I start conversations with people. We set a timer for five minutes. After we select a belief that you're really, really sure is true. Okay. And then it's something called street epistemology where... Oh, I'm going to talk to my daughter about this. This sounds like something she would uh, be hmm, interested in. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Is it Luann, you yeah. said? Uh -huh. Okay. L-U? Let me just... Uh, Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, L-U-A-N-N-E. N-N-E. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so street epistemology is a dialectical approach for examining how people are so sure that what they think is true okay. really is true. Okay. This is going to be, what, life-changing to me, I think? Maybe. It may be. <laughs> Sometimes it is for people. I know. To be I would quite think so. Yes, okay. Yeah. We can talk about any belief that you have. A political stance, where you are on karma, or if you pray to a god, anything like that. Okay, you don't pick the subject, huh? I prefer if, if the person that I'm talking to picks it, and they select something that they really think is true, and motivates them to behave differently because they have this belief. Oh, well, you see, you needed to give me some time to think about that. <laughs> Take some time. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, you got me on the god thing. But I'm thinking about... What am I thinking about? Okay, let's go with God. Okay. I always like to first understand what people mean by that word. Okay. Because a lot of people have wildly different definitions. Sure, I'm just the traditional Roman Catholic, mm -hmm. raised Roman Catholic. Gotcha. Church going. Okay. Uh, Catholic God. Mm-hmm. Would it be possible to put this belief on a scale in terms of your certainty that it's really true, zero oh. to one hundred? Oh, one hundred. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say um, ninety-two percent. Okay. Yeah. I love the specific specificity there. <laughs> oh, That's not awesome. ninety-five, not ninety, ninety-two. I love yeah, it. I do that all the time. I'm always on the middle of the fence. That's why this is really <laughs> not a great thing for me. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Honestly, just be very frank. Okay. Just yep. be yourself. Um, you're not even. Nobody really knows who you are, and I'll beep out your last name. Okay. So no one will even know, you okay. know who this person is. So you can, this is your opportunity to be as honest about your beliefs as possible. Okay, can I just tell you what's frustrating to me? Of course. Okay. So I was raised Catholic. My parents took me to church. I never disbelieved for a second. I thought I raised my kids the same way. My kids have all rejected my faith. Mm. And when my son How many was kids do you have? Three. Mm -hmm. So when my son was going to make his confirmation, he said, Mom, I don't think I can get up on the altar and make those promises because I don't really know if I believe. And I said to him, he said he didn't know why I was so upset about it. And I said, because 
your dad is the one that provides for you. He puts food on the table, the roof of your head. This is the only thing I have to give to you. Mm. And the fact that you're rejecting it really hurts me. Does the father have the same belief? No, he's kind of on the fence. He's okay. sort of an atheist, right? Okay. Yeah, none of them are all agnostics, but they're all atheists. You're the only one in the family who strongly has a strong confidence that a God is real. Right, yes. Okay, and that's frustrating to you? Uh, that my kids rejected it. Because I never thought to reject it when I was a kid. It was just something you did. And then and then later on in life, it was a huge comfort to me. And I didn't, I didn't understand why they would reject or even try to change my mind about something that gave me comfort. I see. Well, if we were to proceed with this conversation, mm -hmm. fair warning, mm -hmm. it's quite likely, if you are continuing to be honest with yourself and with me, which I have no reason to think that you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. But the way that I ask these questions mm -hmm. could very well challenge this belief that you have. Yeah, I don't think it can. You, uh, you don't want your beliefs challenged? Is that what you're saying? I, I, they, you'll challenge them, but they won't crumble. Okay. I'll still believe. I mean, I've gone through a lot of things last year. If that didn't crumble my faith, mm -hmm. then nothing will. So I don't want to participate because I think this would be some sort of interesting challenge. Okay. I'd like to participate if you are comfortable participating. I am. Okay. All right. I am. Okay. Uh, you mentioned that this belief that you have, mm -hmm. uh, you're 92%. You have a very high degree of confidence that it's really true. Mm -hmm. Are you confident that it's true because the belief gives you comfort and that comfort is real? Or do you have some sort of evidence? Or what What are the main reasons why you actually can say that you're so sure that it's true? Well, to me, you just look around and I don't know how you can deny that a God exists. I mean, yeah, my kids want to say random molecules, but everything I think has to start with God. And it so, doesn't make sense to you unless you think the God started yes, it all? Somebody had to start it at all. Some, some, some higher being had to have started it all. Mm. Is this, otherwise you're saying this is all a mistake. But if it wasn't somebody's plan, then it was all a mistake. Does that possibility, are you dismissing that possibility that this was all just a random event that started and you're calling it a mistake? Uh, is there some reason why you're framing it in that way? Um, no, I just say that everything has to start from the beginning, and so if you start from the beginning, you have to say, where did it all come from? Hmm. If science could one day demonstrate to your satisfaction hmm. where all this came from, mm -hmm. and you were convinced even by the data mm -hmm. that it wasn't a god, mm -hmm. would you still maintain a high degree of confidence in the belief? Well, how could you do that if there's evidence right in front of you, right? I mean, the only thing I have is faith, right? I have nothing to see, I have nothing. It's only a feeling I have, right? And so, there have to I'm be sorry. something really, really, like, here it is. I mean, there is no denying. I, I think any kind of evidence I'd be skeptical of. Unless it was really just right there. And then I guess I don't know where I would be. If one day scientists were able to adequately demonstrate to most people, here's the evidence that shows that 
this is how a universe could start without any... Could start. Yeah. Not did start. Right. Are you demanding 100% ironclad truth to prove that there is no God? 93%. You need a little bit more evidence. <laughs> okay. If we were able to... I don't, I don't study this at all. I know mm -hmm. nothing about universes and, mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. Astrobiology or whatever. Okay, so if that was... Uh, if it was possible to demonstrate that to you, mm -hmm. to your satisfaction, how universes could start to a very high degree of certainty, 95%, let's say, mm -hmm. would you still maintain the belief that there was a God, or would that significantly move you down to oh, some lower level? I would have to. Hmm. But I would say as a human being, I'd be lost. I would. How so? Um, because... Because I pray every single day. What am I doing with that time? It's like, I don't know, it's like I lost my mother the day after Christmas last year. I Sorry, called her yeah. every day. And mm -hmm. so now that she's not there, I don't call her anymore. Mm -hmm. It would be the same thing with God. Mm -hmm. Not having this belief would be a loss for you. Oh, agree. I would grieve. Mm -hmm. How do you think people who don't believe in a God manage to cope with these difficulties? Oh. You know a lot of them, it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, gee, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, I've never thought about that. But, again, having three kids and watching them, and frankly, my fifth, my, he's 22 now, but when he was 15, he was um, hospitalized for depression because he was going to commit suicide. Mm. And I always thought, well, you know what? because you have nothing to believe in. Okay, so... You didn't have anybody to turn to. You turned to me, but I wasn't a higher power that could have helped. Mm. Mm. So, let me ask you this, uh, and we can wrap it up because we've hit our five. I know, I see uh, that. We can, we can definitely keep talking if you want. <laughs> I love this, I love this stuff. <laughs> if uh, people in your life could demonstrate to you how a person could actually deal with hardships, mm -hmm. find comfort, and get through difficult times without relying on a higher power. I would say good for you. Would that, would that discovery help you reflect on your confidence in this belief? It would not shake it at all. Mm. What is the belief based on exactly? That the idea that uh, because we don't know how all this is here, it has to be this God? Well, it's not an I don't know. I do know. It's the way I was raised. I mean, I, I think to to reject everything that my, my parents gave me and my faith, which, you know, it was a gift to me. I... I uh, I don't, I don't see that happening. Do you think a person could be raised with a belief and call it a gift, and yet that belief not actually be true? Well, not actually be true? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, okay. 
you say those words again? Certainly, certainly. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking of somebody raised in a completely different family, with a completely different religion, with a mm -hmm. completely different God, mm -hmm. and they're 92% sure that their God is there and help mm -hmm. them get through difficult times. Mm -hmm. Is it conceivable that somebody could be taught a belief and raised with a belief, consider it a gift, mm -hmm. yet that belief not actually yeah, be true? true. Yes, I guess so. Okay. I mean, I guess there are there are other religions I don't believe in, right, that I don't think are true. They do. That's okay with me. I don't have to live their lives. I have to live mine. If they can be raised with a belief that's not true, how could you be so sure that you're not? Yeah, I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, you have to give me... I'm going to need really strong evidence. I am. To the contrary. Mm -hmm. Do you have strong evidence today for your position on this God? Um... Yeah, I mean, he got me through my divorce last year. He got me through my mother's death last year. Yeah. You getting through difficult times is evidence that your God is real. Yes. And the fact that I came out of it stronger. Mm -hmm. I think that's what faith is supposed to do, is to make us stronger and better people. Mm. Well, I think I have very little doubt that you got through those difficult times uh, and you're better for it it sounds like I'm taking mm -hmm. your word for it mm -hmm. and perhaps your belief in this God helped you get get mm -hmm. through it mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you are stronger because of the belief mm -hmm. does that however mean that the belief is really true how can I say it's what I had, and so I, if I didn't have it, I don't, I don't know how things would have worked out. So I, right? I mean, yes, I would have to say the belief is true because I got out of it stronger. Last question. Yeah. We could wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then you can ask me anything you want about okay. what I'm doing. I'm just going to ask you how to spell what you do, street, whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'll give you a card at the end. Oh, great. Okay. And it's got the information on it. Would a person who was raised to believe in a completely different God, uh -huh. who was able to get through difficult times, mm -hmm. uh, disclose the same thing regarding looking at them being able to get through difficult times and calling that evidence for a completely different God? Could a person do that? One more time. Sure. Yeah. Could a person yeah. who believes in a completely different God uh -huh. get through these difficult times and become better people because of it, uh -huh. yet they're believing in a completely different God than you're believing yes, in? Yes, I'm okay with that. Yes. Would they be believing in something that was true? Yes. And yet, I know as a Catholic, I'm supposed to renounce all other religions and all other gods, but I can only speak for myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> lovely, Thank lovely you. talk, Luann. <laughs> Good talking. That's I don't know. I, the New York accent will really come out on that. I'm How sure. long have you been in Texas? Four years. Five years.
Oh, interesting. Yeah. I grew up in Chicago, honestly. Did you? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I. Sometimes I notice the accent when I go home and talk to my family, like they, the way that they oh. drop some of the words. Yeah. Uh, and I, honestly, um, I was also raised in a Catholic family. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, although I think I would kind of more align with maybe where your kids are at today, mm-hmm. as opposed to where you are at today, mm-hmm. in terms of that scale. Yeah, I kind of almost feel like my kids are rejecting because they are sort of like, you know, the intellectual elite. You know, they're mm. believes, doesn't believe. And I think that's where they are. It's cooler to not believe, yeah. maybe, or something yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah. It's funny, when I was growing up, right, you did everything in the world to fit in. You never wanted to be different. And now, all the kids, they just want to be different in some way, you know? Mm. And so my son, not believing in going to church at that time when I was living in New York was like, oh, you know, he was like the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now in your family, you're the, you're the odd one out, I think, I isn't that right? Yeah. It's all right. That's interesting. <laughs> um, this would be a good time if you, if you have any questions for me about what I'm doing. Oh, it's called street epistemology. Epistemology. Yeah, I'll, I can write it down there. And I have an email on here if you want to, uh, so wait, what are you doing with this now? I should have asked before. Well, I have a YouTube... I don't know if you can read that. I got it. Epistemology. I yeah. Uh-huh. I have a YouTube channel. I've been doing this for almost five years now, where I've been talking to people. Yeah. I mean, usually going to uh, college universities, but mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to other people. Mm-hmm. 53-year-old women. <laughs> yeah, I like to talk to older people, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. Because sure. I think people's views are different. And what I found is interesting is that and this is a horrible stereotype, but it seems that younger people tend to be more open to these questions than older people. Uh, yeah, sure. Old people set in their ways, right? Mm. Young people are more open to be molded. Right? If we had met 30 years ago uh-huh. on a university campus, uh-huh. I would be pretty young at that time, I guess. <laughs> All right. Whatever. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> But the point, let's say, I mean, whatever, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interviewing people and you happen to walk by mm-hmm. and I ask you largely these same questions. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you would be more open to examining this belief that you have than you are today? Yes. Absolutely. Again, I think I had to go through some struggles mm-hmm. to really test my faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a part of me that said, why are you doing this to me? You know? But coming out of it stronger, I guess, I guess I know the reason now. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, if 90% of our population were where your kids were at, mm-hmm. and and nobody really believed in any gods, they would say there's just no evidence for it. I'd rather say I don't know regarding the question of the universe and all that stuff. And they were able to get through difficult times because they would re- rely on each other or their friends or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That there were there were places that people could go to get through difficult times or, or get through a divorce or whatever. Do you think a person such as yourself would be more likely or less likely to to say that it was a God that helped them through it? Well, you know what? I'm somebody who usually keeps my religion to myself anyway. You know, I feel it's just for me. So I'm not vocal about it now. I don't think I'd be vocal about it then. Mm. You know. Mm. Do you want to believe true things? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't? 
you'd be surprised. No. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Now, wait a second. I am someone who does bury her head in the sand, really. I am. But eventually I come around, so I can see that now. Yeah. Mm. Not wanting to believe what's true. I get that. Some people have told me that even if Allah is not real, mm -hmm. I'm going to believe it anyways because it helped me get through difficult times. Oh, um, gee, is that really believing then? I don't know. Right? That's interesting. Did I say that? Hmm. <laughs> Well, I don't know. We didn't really get to the whole truth part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's a good time to do that. <laughs> I don't think this is a good time to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just don't. I don't want my faith shaken right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. I know you what? said that in the beginning, <laughs> and I was a little worried. But you know what? I, yeah. You know what I found is that uh, people will take these conversations home with them and think about it. Maybe oh, yeah, even I tell sure. friends, family. Mm -hmm. And then they end up thinking about it more, and then they reach out to me later, hmm. and they either want to meet again, mm -hmm. or they want to um, give me an update as, where, as, as far as where they are in their belief. That That's interesting. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I'd love it if you can do something like that, too. That'd okay. be great. Most people talk about what? Wow. Karma, God. Um, those are the two main ones. No politics, huh? I always want, I, I ask people, can we talk about politics, and they just they want to avoid it. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not supposed to talk about religion either, so I don't understand. Why. You know, it's interesting though. Most people are fine talking about why they believe in a god, but when it comes to their views on politics, they don't want to talk about it. And I suspect it's because they've seen how caustic those conversations can be, and they expect that that's how this would go. True, but you're a little safer in Texas than you are in New York, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, well, because I think a lot of people here are kind of like-minded. Whereas in New York, you don't know what you're gonna. Oh, is that right? Right. Hmm. I mean. It's a little bit more diverse there. Oh, yeah, right. And mm -hmm. again, the intellectual elite, they want, you know, they want to dismiss it all. And um, But I remember coming here, and the first thing I saw was this billboard that said, Thank God. And I said, <laughs> wow. What, did you, what went through your mind when you saw it? I said, in New York, we weren't even allowed to have a Christmas tree in our schools. That's what I thought, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, this is good. We can come out of hiding, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I love the, it was a lovely talk. Thank you. Oh, thank I really you. enjoyed talking you. with you. And can I offer you water before you go? I'm good. Thanks. I okay. My car. Thanks very much. Yes, Lynn. Good meeting you. Very nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. I'm really not quite sure what to make of this conversation. I'm a little hesitant to even upload it, to be honest. Now that it's over and I'm thinking about everything that we talked about and all the recent losses that she's had, I'm now wondering if I should have bailed on this one. I did give Luann a fair warning at the start that this conversation could very well impact her confidence in this God belief, and she agreed to participate anyways. I am kicking myself that I didn't ask what was keeping her from the 100% mark. Surely there are people yelling at their devices because of that, but I have to tell you, it's so easy to miss these things when you're in the moment. Luann was unique in that her ex-husband and all three kids don't believe in a god, which more than likely makes her feel under attack. In fact, she mentioned how much of a relief it was to move to a place where people are more likely to believe than not. 
Fortunately, this also means that she likely does have people in her life for a support system in case she ever does decide to reflect on this belief some more. Little side note here, when I see those Think God billboards, I usually just roll my eyes and wonder how desperate an organization must have to be in order to have a campaign like that. But for Luann, they were a welcoming beacon. While her first reason for believing was the argument from design, we discovered that she requires a higher standard to believe that a God was not involved, even mentioning faith there at one point. When it came down to it, however, it seemed that her belief was largely based on being able to get through difficult times and because she was raised with it, which led us to use the outsider test for faith, resulting in some long pauses and reflective poses. I suspect that Luann feels a tremendous sense of loyalty to maintaining this belief that she owes it to her parents or herself to believe. And her kids not believing is a big thorn in her side. I think it was the first thing that she mentioned to me at the start, if I'm remembering correctly. It almost broke my heart when she said that this belief is all that she had to give to her kids and she feels sad because they don't believe. How open is a person going to be that their belief may not be true if they would feel worthless without it? Now, it was a little odd how she at least twice mentioned the intellectual elite, which may very well be her narrative to explain why people don't believe. At one point, she almost appeared to be surprised when I reminded her that it seemed like she probably had people in her life that found ways to cope without relying on a God belief. The talk ended with a brief discussion about openness and whether or not her younger self would be more open to a discussion like this, to which she agreed, but again, I think she is heavily factoring in her personal experiences and her view that she would be incapable of surmounting these difficulties without a God helping her in some way. This talk, frankly, just makes me very sad. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos. 